Hi, I'm Dr. Sharon DeVivo, president of Vaughn College, now in our 90th year and host of our podcast, Future Proof Focus. Through unscripted, honest conversations with prominent industry leaders, students, faculty, and alumni, we will explore diversity, equity, and inclusion in education and employment, and the forces that drive personal and career growth. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Thrilled today to have Patricia Goodwin-Peters, good friend and Senior Vice President of Human Resources at Atlas Air, joining us today. Vaughn and Atlas Air Worldwide have been industry partners for many, many years. It's a great partnership. It's an awesome partnership. It's a model partnership. Uh, and in fact, 10% at last count of Atlas's workforce uh, were Vaughn graduates. So this is a particularly important relationship certainly uh, from an institution point of view, and just so thrilled to be able to spend a few minutes talking today to Patricia. So welcome, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon, so much. And I uh, I cannot tell you how excited we are to be here. Well, I'm here um, and just representing Atlas Air Worldwide. We, we value this partnership um, just deeply. And uh, it is not only um, aligned with our business needs, but it's also very much aligned with the, our values. So we are just thrilled to be here and thrilled to be talking to you today. Oh, very nice. So one of the questions that I always ask my guests, um, what is the most daring thing you've ever done? And how did you talk yourself into it? The tough one, the tough one at the top. Um, so I, I've got two that I'll, I'll share. One is a little bit more personal and the other one is, is work related. So the one that's a little bit more personal is I, um, I had developed this product when my daughter was a baby that I had a patent on and I wanted to be on Shark Tank. And I happened to spot <laughs> Barbara Corcoran at a restaurant and I, I just talked myself, I just talked myself into walking up to her and just saying, I've got a product and I want to be on the show. <laughs> and she was so gracious. She, uh, she said, well, don't tell me what it is because then you're disqualified. Um, but here's what to do. Um, and so, uh, and so I did it and I applied and I actually did get to stand on the shark take carpet, but I was ultimately cut. So I never made it to the show. <laughs> oh, oh, you, I want to have a whole separate conversation with you just about that. <laughs> <laughs> And what's the professional one? So the professional one was just making the decision to join Atlas, moving over from an industry that I had been in for 17 years into an, an industry that I knew nothing about. And I really had to uh, think long and hard about whether or not I would be a success. I mean, that was what I was mostly concerned about. Um, but when I just sort of like ran through all of what um, I would be expected to do or and what I would expect of myself, I realized that all the skills would be transferable and it would just be, it would be similar to retail, but it would be looking at retail from the other side of it, how those goods and how those goods actually uh, transport over into uh, the stores where they can be sold. So ultimately uh, I wound up, I wound up talking myself into it. Well, that is a perfect lead in, Patricia, for you to tell us a little bit more about how did you end up at Atlas? I mean, I, I knew because I know you that you came from a retail background. Maybe tell us a little bit more about that and sort of how you've applied some of those skills you just talked about uh, to your Atlas job. Yeah, sure. I probably would not have left retail. I mean, retail was uh, and still is very volatile business. It had been disrupted by e-commerce. So it was just always 
you know, always just struggling to survive. And, um, but I loved it. And I loved all the people who I knew. And, you know, you, you know, when you're in an industry for a long time, you have a lot of contacts and people who you really care about. Um, but when, when, uh, the last company that I was working for Kate Spade was purchased by coach, I thought, well, if I'm ever going to seek, um, an opportunity outside of, uh, retail, it's gotta be now because nothing's going to top what I, what I've just been able to do, um, to, you know, great companies. So I thought now is the, the opportunity to do it. And I had met an executive, uh, recruiter who knew Bill. And uh, Bill Bill Flynn, the former CEO, and she said, you know, I think you'd be a good fit um, over at Atlas and I'd love to introduce you to the team. Um, and, and it was, it was absolutely a good fit. And I felt like all the things that I had uh, worked on throughout the course of my career, uh, developing people, um, you know, working with a large uh, stratified population like like uh, retail stores, I felt like that was very similar to pilots and how they sort of you know, fly planes all over the world. Um, and uh, and I was just able to transfer all of those people skills, uh, hiring, development, and all of the skills you typically find in HR over to um, Atlas. And and hopefully I've I've helped. I've contributed to um, maybe the Atlas team seeing things a little bit differently too. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean, I find that when we hire people from outside of higher ed, they do bring in, you know, a very different perspective, which is exactly what you want, right? And we're going to get into more in a little bit about diversity of thought, right? And what that contributes to organizations. And and so you're a living example of that, which is which is terrific. So if we didn't know the term before, we certainly know it now, and that is supply chain management. Nobody says, what is supply chain management anymore after the pandemic? So can you talk a little bit about how cargo is supporting the supply chain demand? I can't think of any ways in which air cargo has not supported uh, supply chain management. I mean, there's just at every turn, air cargo has been there to really keep the uh, just the global supply chain moving, especially during the pandemic. So we had passenger aircraft that were grounded. And as part of being grounded, there's belly space um, that uh, where cargo is transported and that wasn't moving. So air cargo picked that up. Then there were all of the uh, container ships that were backlogged um, in the ports um, and uh, air cargo really helped to sort of get uh, product from point A to point B um, while all of that was going on. There was a container ship stuck in the Suez Canal and air cargo <laughs> helped move all of that. We've, we transported um, uh, PPE, the safety equipment for the hospitals, one of the first aircraft to to land in JFK airport, uh, vaccines. I mean, just, it's just been nonstop. And then Afghanistan, uh, refugees from Afghanistan. Um, it has been such an incredible, I like to call it a glow up, um, of air cargo and such a source of pride for our organization and our employees. And we just all galvanized around, uh, you know, take being able to, to deliver in that moment, you know, to be able to contribute both to, us coming out of the pandemic um, and contributing in such a meaningful way to like, I remember hearing that Atlas was part of the Afghan um, getting people out. And I thought, what an incredible way to live out your mission, right? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So I'm sure based on all that you just said, uh, the workforce shortage must be impacting your business, you know? So 
So how are you responding to that? And what do you think the future is going to bring? Yeah, I mean, it, it has. I, w- I would say that there's, you know, there's workforce shortages everywhere. Um, and uh, and they were they were magnified um, in the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we're no exception. You hear about pilots all the time. Like it's a lot of media coverage, how there's a pilot shortage. Um, but in, in tandem with the pilot shortage, there's also shortages in all the technical roles. Um, mechanics and maintenance controllers, crew schedulers, crew planners, all those critical roles. You know, I always tell those who um, are not part of aviation um, how important a crew scheduler is. And people say, what is a crew scheduler? Well, you know, when you're at the airport and your flight's been delayed or canceled (laughs) um, because they can't find a crew, that's what crew schedulers do. That's how important they are. Um, And it's just been very, very difficult to... I think the industry in general suffers from a lack of exposure. People don't know about the uh, sort of all the wonderful uh, ways in which you can pursue a career in aviation. It's just one of those industries that's small. Um, and if you have a family member or a friend who's part of it, then you know about it. But otherwise, you don't really know about it. And I think that's what was so important to us about um, being highlighted as part of the overall um supply chain uh, story is that more and more people have now not only um, they're familiar with cargo, but they're also now a little bit more familiar with aviation. Um, So I think the second part of your question was like, what are we doing about it? Um, And, you know, that's, that's the more difficult question. Um, And I think Sharon, you know, you, you do so much in this area. Um, I, I think that, this is, I think we have to think about our workforce um, and what we do with regard to generating more um, qualified individuals is think of it as a, a research and development department where you're, you, you're constantly doing research for projects for the future and you're trying to be innovative about it. The slight nuance, the slight difference is that with R&D, you're doing something that's proprietary to the company where in workforce development, you're sort of doing it for the greater good. It's a little bit more risky because not everybody will come work for you, but it's critically important to the industry in general. So that's how we try to go about it in terms of develop, looking for individuals who haven't been exposed to aviation. What skills do they need? How can we contribute to developing those skills? Um, all the ways in which we, we can just expose individuals to these jobs and, and really help them transfer skills they have into skills that are really right for aviation. Yeah, absolutely. You make so many good points, Patricia. And you know, I've, I've been involved in this and diversity underrepresented groups are going to help us solve this problem, right? And I know that Atlas is deeply committed to a diverse workforce. Um, so why do you think, why is that important to Atlas? And how does that play out in terms of the day-to-day decision-making? Well, it's incredibly important because I think that there are very big problems to solve. So even if we we go back to just looking at uh, the supply chain and all the issues that sort of unraveled, um, you know, when the pandemic put pressure on that system. So the pandemic didn't cause those issues. They just sort of put a little pressure on the system and a little bit, that little bit of extra pressure really broke things down. Um, and I think a lot of that is because, you know, we were, we have a lot of, uh, we don't have enough diversity 
in, in these areas. So we're not thinking about things differently. We're not looking at it through a different lens. And we've got more on the horizon to think about because we've got huge um, environmental um, challenges that we have to address in a variety of different ways, whether it's the aircraft itself or the cleaning, um, the cleaning solutions that are used for the aircraft, de-icing, the machinery used to load an aircraft. There's so many different challenges and uh, we need diversity of thought. We need new perspectives helping us get in there and solve these problems or, or not necessarily problems, but um, attack these challenges head on. Um, and the only way to do that is to really seek out um, individuals who have not participated in this industry and, and, and have new set of eyes looking at these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a little earlier about the fact that you know, 10% of Atlas's workforce are, are Vaughn graduates and and 80% of our population is from a, a underrepresented background, which, you know, absolutely helps uh, Atlas with that goal. Why do you think Vaughn graduates are so successful at Atlas? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think the first and foremost, it's the education. I think that the work that you do over at Vaughn, the skills that you, uh, that, 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 that you, uh, develop in your students are just really a good fit for the work that we do. Um, they're analytical, they're, they're, uh, they're thinking ahead. Um, they're, you know, they, they're nimble. Um, it, they're, you know, all of those characteristics are just a really, really good fit for Atlas. I think too, and I've heard you say this so many times and I'm always moved by it. Um, when you talk about Vaughn education being transformative education and I, I just have always loved that. And I like to think of Atlas as one of those places where people can come and it feels very family oriented. And it's a further transformation of their lives where they can pursue a long career here um, and pursue their dreams in a variety of different areas um, and just continue that, just that uh, human transformation that they started over at Vaughn. So I, that's what I. That's how I. Why I like to think that they are successful here, um, but you think you choose right uh, the students who you select to come to your school, and then we we choose them right when we bring them over to Atlas. So, what kind of tips or advice would you give to, let's say, you know, you were looking for to fill some crew scheduling positions or any other position? What are some tips that you'd like to give aspiring students who would want to join Atlas? Yeah, well, those types of positions are really just really hone your skills. So hone your analytical skills, hone your um, mathematical skills, your technical skills, um, writing skills, customer service skills. Think anything, the more skills that you can sort of uh, accumulate over time, the more you can just transfer over into any job. When we hire crew schedulers, we don't necessarily look for somebody who's got a background in crew scheduling. We look for somebody who is a problem solver, who has great customer service skills, good bedside manner, um, they're analytical, um, and they can really think on their feet. Um, And so, you know, I just say to students um, that the more skills you can acquire, um, the more choices that you're going to have. And when you take that first job, just know, just keep exploring, keep learning, keep exploring. Don't let the learning ever stop, um, because that'll just give you more and more options as you work your way through a a long career, right? A career is a long path. So um, keep exploring, keep learning, keep developing 
a whole variety of skills because there'll be there'll be places where you can apply them that you never thought you could. Right. And those are absolutely the skills that they're going to need to be successful throughout their entire career. Exactly. Right. Not just getting the first job, but getting the job after that, too. Exactly. Um, so let's just switch gears for a second and talk about, you know, the future of air cargo. You know, what are what's going to be ahead for air cargo and what's the biggest need? I mean, I think the biggest need definitely does go back to what we were talking about before, environmental. I think that the the, the industry will transform. I think it will be slow because it's a it's it's a it's a complex, uh, highly regulated industry. But we do need to be thinking now about how the what the industry looks like from an environmental perspective um, years from now. Uh, that's one area. I also think um, areas of um, AI. Um, artificial intelligence, predictive analytics, things like that are going to be even more important as we go forward. Um, just understanding um, how, you know, what, what, what's coming down the pike um, and, uh, and having all those skills in-house so that we can address those complex issues as, as they come up. Um, but then on the flip side of that, we're still going to continue to need individuals who, you know, um, have a, a mechanics license um, and, uh, you know, just basic analytical skills. Like all of those things are always going to be critically important. And then you just layer on, um, you know, new technologies that will be needed. Um, and some of the uh, and, I, you know, everything is always getting faster too. everybody, you know, wants a, a delivery in a day, right? I want to order on the internet. I want to be sure it's on my front step, you know, <laughs> within a couple of hours. Um, so I think there'll be pressure, continued pressure to, to do that. And how do we do that in a way that is um, sustainable um, and environmentally friendly? Um, but I think it's going to be a real race, um, a technological race over the next couple of years. It's it's so interesting to say that, Patricia, like AI, I would never have put AI in the bucket of things that Atlas would need. But of course, right? Of course, right? It's yeah. something that drives, it's going to drive almost every industry. Exactly. Um, and this gets back to your whole point earlier about the mysteriousness of aviation, right? right. which we all suffer from, right? It's not just pilots and flight attendants. <laughs> it is just about anything you can think of. You could do an aviation. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which makes it both exciting and challenging at the same time. It does. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> for both for both of us, yes. right? For you to get them and for me to get them. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, if you're not aware, there are incredible career opportunities that exist in the air cargo industry. And be sure to ask your career counselors or reach out to Vaughn about current opportunities. Have a question? Email us at futureprooffocus at bond.edu. And don't forget to subscribe, follow, and rate the podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.